3: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Alex. She has Pompeii disease. Let's talk about it.
3: We did, because I already had these. We should have
2: got four anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, we still could. We could get
2: another nope. <laughs> the, <laughs> window okay. is, the window is closed. I guess, alright. Oh, <clears fucking> so, <throat> so, Alex, this is how the podcast starts? Did you stop? It started.
3: It starts with me making adjustments. That's a stupid
2: thing it likely didn't start so now.
1: Well Tay does that, <clears throat> um, so I spent the day today um yeah, working on a couple things, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of the house, go down to Good Robot, sit down, and have a pint while I, while I work on editing an episode."
2: And then you realized it was nine in the morning.
1: <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> "We got a problem. They're not open." Uh, no, I I was there and I was working away, and I like I thought so. My girlfriend had strep like last week. Or she thought. She went and got swabbed. She was like, definitely got strep 100%. She was looking at her throat. She's a nurse. She was like, I see it. She gets s- s- swabbed. And can like, you, see, can you same, see it? Yeah, you can see strep. It's pretty clear. It's like white, like white dots and shit. And so so they put her on antibiotics. That same day, I'm like, fuck, dude, my throat's really sore. I guess I got strep. So I go in. Doctor's like, start these antibiotics. Start them. And, uh... A couple days later, I'm like, oh, I don't think I had strep. It must have been a sinus infection or something because my nose was super messed up. And oftentimes when that happens, either that or strep, it'll like turn into, it can easily turn into a lung infection. So sure enough, I'm still on these antibiotics, but my cough has like become just super nasty. Um, got this shit cough and I'm sitting there doing, editing this episode. Like on top
3: of your already yeah, shit on,
1: Yeah, on top cough. of the nose. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's,
3: that comes with your lifelong disease. It, it's worse than it currently, like my baseline is already bad. I'm way worse. We were on the phone the other day and you were coughing and it was actually the first time I think in like five years that I was actually thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, Jeremy, have you, some fucking respect. You literally <laughs> said that verbatim? I was joking when I said it, but then I thought I'm actually serious. No, when, it, when it came out of your mouth, no. I, went,
1: I went,
2: he's right. Yeah, Because <laughs> it was so no,
3: aggressive.
2: But it, it came across as if you were serious. And then afterwards, I it was know. kind of like the, oh, yeah, maybe he was joking a little bit. But he was definitely feeling it. My feelings were, feeling my it. Feels
1: were a little bit hurt. But at the same time, I was like, but he has a point. Oh, I, <laughs> so
3: I said it jokingly. But then no, I was actually I know, serious. I know.
1: I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. So anyway, I'm sitting there editing this episode at Good Robot. And I'm, I'm, I let out this like... <laughs> mother of all coughs and my back goes <laughs> Sight> <laughs> Sight> <clears> Sight> Sight. Sight. i was like oh no and i have like this is this happens all the time like every time i get a really bad cough i'll throw out my low back my- that's a- how you
3: always do it with a cough
1: every time it's the i've never i've only done it through coughing
3: I do it like I don't know how it happens with me. I just move a weird the last, certain way. I did
2: it once by putting on a pair of jeans. The last time was really bad though. Like you, Tight, your back end. was messed up for like a week, and I couldn't move.
1: Like I was crawling. It's not mm-hmm. that bad this time. So basically, I'm just laying it out. Shit could get real bad,
3: but like during the how are <laughs> us recording? Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like what you just <laughs> sitting there? All of a sudden, you're just gonna like you're just gonna. God! tense up into a, a, into a pretzel. Have yeah. you ever tried
2: going to yoga? <laughs> Once or twice. Good suggestion. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, really, <laughs> well, we it seems are- like it, though, because it's been like
1: 10 minutes. But this, is, this is a good segue, actually. Uh, it's, it's been three. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a good segue. What I was just talking about is something that occurs all the time, or pretty regularly, or not rare in my life. What we're about to talk about today it's the complete opposite. <laughs>
2: that was a stretch. Oh dude, I'm lost. Everyone's let me, lost. Let me, let
1: me finish. We're talking about the opposite today. Something super motherfucking rare. Pompeii disease? Yes. Mm.
0: The Not old, the volcano.
1: Old Roman city. Well that's what I was actually gonna say
2: is it have anything to do with those people that got frozen in time?
0: No. No. Nothing, no,
2: I was thinking like uh, severe burns all over your body from like from the lava from the volcano.
0: It hasn't occurred yet, right. but I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay.
1: you, yeah, your skin <laughs> looks
2: pretty not burnt, so mm-hmm. I'm
1: guessing it has nothing to do with that. No. So, Alex, what the fuck is Pompeii disease?
0: Uh, so it falls under the umbrella of muscular dystrophy. It's a progressive genetic disease. Uh, progressive meaning it'll just continue to get worse and worse. Um, And essentially, I inherited a bad gene from each parent. Yep, I know all about
3: that. From both of them.
0: From both of them, yep. Um, So I had a bad gene from both parents, and it caused a shortage of the enzyme alpha-glucosidase in my body.
1: Uh, Whoa, What what are you, a fucking doctor?
0: No, I, I just, I've listened to this a lot now, so.
1: Just um, someone who knows about
3: their health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah.
1: Unlike you, Jerry. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a, me explaining cystic fibrosis is like, uh, I don't know. Five-year-old trying to describe what the meaning of life is. It's like something
3: happened. It's like the Ninja Turtles. I just am not like this now. Yeah, I got
1: boogers (laughs) in my lung. But very
0: effective. People would get that.
3: Yeah, Yeah. people like "Uh, that's how you would explain a CF to a five-year-old or Jeremy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So so sorry. Go back and
1: say that one more time because you you actually lost me with that big word. Um. It's it's due to the lack of an enzyme.
0: Yes. So this enzyme GAA is what it's called for short. Um, breaks down sugars in your body, and I lack that. So sugar is essentially poisonous to my body, and it's Whoa. yeah, it sits in my muscle tissue and it eats away at it, kind of like Pac-Man would. So it gets
3: mm. uh, it gets
0: in your muscles, and your muscles just can't break it down. So it sits there and sits there and sits there, and it damages the muscle tissue. To the point where it won't function anymore.
2: So, okay. So then when did you find out that you had this?
0: Um, I found out I was diagnosed around the age between 22 and 23 is when they started to kind of really look into this for me.
3: 22, 23 years old. Yes. Oh shit. So not months. So you, did you go a a shitload of your life? eating sugar and obviously yes. not having a detrimental effect.
0: Um. Yeah. So I was actually a competitive cheerleader for a lot of years, but I, I wasn't able to lift my legs up when we were jumping. Like we do like split jumps, you jump and your legs come up. And I couldn't do this. I can't point, either. Yeah. To the point though, that it was really frustrating. And there were girls that were a lot bigger than me that were doing these things with ease. And I'm like, why can't I do this? It's like trying to lift a limb that isn't attached to my body mm-hmm. so i complained and complained and complained enough and it was to the point where i actually couldn't even do a sit-up so if you were to like Whoa. lay me on my back and take away my arms like i'm not i'm not going anywhere i am a turtle
1: were you just was it just a weakness or or it started how... out
0: as a weakness and then it just progressively kept getting weaker and weaker and weaker until the point where i finally went into my doctor and i was like this is abnormal like
3: when oh, you, i can't and move what, what age was that
0: that was twenty two. <clears throat> How are you now? I'm twenty five.
3: Oh,
2: so this wow. So this is like a new life for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Were
2: you actively like trying to get better at doing sit ups during this time, and like just getting worse too?
0: Yeah, yeah. That would be frustrating. I would do like jump drills and stuff, and I remember like breaking down to my coaches at one point, being like, I just can't
1: I'm like,
3: do it. Maybe I'm not fueling right. I should eat more apples and yeah. strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> See if that works. Oh, it's just getting worse. So,
1: <laughs> so, I, I'm. I want to know, like, this is the only thing that kind of stuck out to you that made you that made you look to seek help to figure out what was going on? Or like in retrospect, were there a bunch of other things that you were like, holy fuck?
0: Yeah. So um, there, was, there was one day at practice where I was supposed to sit someone on my shoulders and I essentially like timber Kesha style, like a tree went straight down to the floor um, so that was kind of Sorry, alarming. Sorry,
1: you're talking – I'm 30 years old. Uh, <laughs> is Kesha – did Kesha do a dance move where she just fell on her face? <laughs>
0: Did, did i miss no, this maybe it's a song or something? title
1: is there a song title yeah there's yeah, a song she's yelling timber. timber i went down on my face well
0: essentially yeah because that's i mean she was drunk and i wasn't but i definitely hit the floor like i was right. Look, well, like, it was i bad. know i know i'm
1: being super extra right now <laughs> whoa, but, <laughs> whoa whoa you're being what Jeremy? i'm just being extra af but uh um, <laughs> dude lit a uh, like, can we just take a second here uh sorry i i really this is this is due to my my own uh sort of mental i oh, believe you don't the lyrics oh, you're looking for no no i, I want to see what the fuck we're talking about here
2: <laughs> so kesha what did she do what did <laughs> she didn't do deal? anything
0: it's a song
2: what did kesha say it was it, it's going down yeah. and she was yelling, yelling timber. timber
0: yeah
1: Brian, how do you know this? Dude, is this Brian. Brian dude. coaches fifteen-year-old girls, so oh, of
2: course, and you right? don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. K e s h a. Yeah, he knew the whole yeah. time. He was just nice withholding right? that information. Yeah. Kesha going down. I'm just getting. I'm entertained by Jeremy searching this too. And well, also, is it going like the way I'd spell going? Because no, I'm from think The name of the song is Timber. Isn't I? It? I think you could just search Timber.
1: Oh fuck, Timber. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck my life, guys. I thought I was hip. I thought I was cool. This is <laughs> this is me being old as fuck right now.
2: You're being very extra though. Dude, you said something to songs. me earlier today and there I thought, is. oh, Jeremy's fine. Oh, featuring Pipple? That's why,
1: because Pipple's a piece of shit. That's why I don't listen to this garbage. <laughs> oh, I kind of like this though.
3: It's oh, pretty i just kidding. I know, this, I know oh, this song. I know this song. Yeah. I just
1: didn't really? know that this was what it
3: was, it was called. Good, <laughs> hit
2: it, Tay. It's funny because I'm actually picturing dude, we're gonna get
1: hauled you off falling
3: down. For go, go for
2: it, Tay.
0: Oh, it was bad. Here I it comes. Ready? Lost it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the song's actually super catchy. It's a good song. All right, anyway, fuck that shit. When I drive um, home later, I'm going to listen yeah. to it. There you go. <laughs> Glad to bring that back for so, you. So, uh, <laughs> where were we?
1: Right, so you you put the girl on your shoulders and you went uh you went yeah, uh, down I, Timber. Like
0: down hard and fast. It was, it was everyone else laughed. Um so that was that was good. Uh I can't really sit at a 90 degree angle. Um Wait, I'm like, sorry. We, yeah, Currently like
1: a, or just like cr-
0: for for like quite some time, and I was like, that's kind of strange. Everyone else can do this, but I can't sit like on a floor with my legs straight out and like hold my body up. Uh, so that yeah, that's kind of a frustrating.
1: You, I I get it. I get what you're saying, and uh, and I understand like how that would be that would be, like that would be challenging to do for a long period of time mm-hmm. if you were you know even if you were like pretty pretty strong. Um, but when you said it, I was kind of like, are we talking like how? Zoolander can't turn left. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Can't sit?
3: I'm not an amateur. I can't
1: sit at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> I just have to lay flat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I get it. Yeah. Like it's hard for you to like sit upright. Yeah. Just sit upright. yeah like the core strength is mm-hmm. just not there. Uh, this is really interesting to me because like you were 22 years old when you started to realize things like this happening. So like I, I'm trying to imagine in my life, like realizing that all of a sudden my body is not supporting me in a way that like everybody else around me seems to be supporting themselves. Dude, especially like as an
1: athlete at 22, like 22, um, that's a, like when I was 22, I was probably the most fit I've ever been in my entire life. And I cannot imagine what that would feel like to be, to like noticeably see yourself just, degressing while everyone else is progressing, you it's know. It's
0: extraordinarily frustrating when yeah. your body doesn't do what you wanted to do.
3: Yeah. So looking back, knowing that at like whatever 22 or 23 when you go see the doctor and you know that that story that we haven't got to yet where you find out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you look back <laughs> prior to that period and then that the, the your diagnosis starts to make more sense in terms of like things that you could or couldn't do or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Like what, how did that, before this whole like, oh, I can't lift my leg up scenario, what was that like before?
0: Um, it was just really frustrating because I was, like I said, like I would work on things to try and make it better or, you know, try different techniques <clears throat> to do things and like nothing was working. Um, I used to do yoga and like when you do the little bicycle legs and stuff, like <laughs> everyone else was killing it in the class and I'm like, well, this, Freaking sucks! Like, (laughs) did you ever? Did you
3: did you live a life up into that point where you just were like, I'm just weaker than other people?
0: Yeah, it was just kind of like this weird thing that my friends used to tease me about. Like, oh, Alex sucks at jumps. That that's just like common knowledge. She can't jump. She goes to the back, back the jumps, and that was just kind of it.
2: Okay, but wait, like when you're born, were you born? With it, with, like with this, with it affecting you though, or d- like has it gotten progressively worse yes. with age?
0: So it's gotten progressively worse with age. Um, my mom will tell you like one story where she noticed I was sitting strange in a ballet class, and she was just kind of like, "Oh, that's weird," but like you're three, so you're gonna sit however you want to sit, right? And then didn't really think anything mm-hmm. else of it. Um, but for my disease specifically, you can be born with uh, two different types. So there's early onset. Which affects babies. Um, they generally don't get to see their first birthday. And oh, well, then there's damn. late onset, which is what I have. And that can appear anywhere from like childhood to 20s, or even you might not notice it significantly affect your life until you're much older.
3: So okay. you are, and that, and it, and it, I mean, it sounds, it's rare. It mm-hmm. sounds, it sounds like it's almost oversimplified. Is it really as simple as? If I eat sugar, I can't. I can't uh, break it down, and it fucks my muscles. Is it that simple?
0: Essentially, um, but not eating the sugar doesn't guarantee that you're not going to have um, the progression, anyways.
3: Oh, okay. So
1: <clears throat> I want to like I want to bring it to this rare disease conversation mm-hmm. for a second, um, because it's it, because it's rare. We often don't have the opportunity to sit down and talk to someone who's living with a rare disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it, I, have two two main questions. One's a question for you, and then the other one's kind of like a, a topic for all of us to kind of talk about for a second. Um, what should I do first?
2: Uh, the one for Alex first, and okay, then all sure. of us. The
1: first one is um, because you live with what's considered a rare disease. Did did it take them a while to figure out what the fuck was going on with you, like?
0: I was actually super lucky, um, in my process of being diagnosed because yes, generally for people to get diagnosed with this disease, it can take years and years and years. Um, it's super commonly misdiagnosed. Uh, for me, it kind of happened to be like a lucky fluke. So after I went in and complained to my family doctor that I basically had useless abs, Mm -hmm. um, he sent me to a rehab specialist and she was like, oh, you know what? I think you have um, what's called like a presenting carrier of Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. We're going to test you for that. And they sent me over to the neurology department. So then I started this. This is where I start to accumulate my massive team of doctors. Mm. Um, and then the neuro department ran tests for Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. That came back negative. Then they screened me for everything that they can test in the dystrophy family, which is about, I think they said about 80% you can test for, or it's about 80% accurate. And then do you my, know
1: how many how many things are under that
3: umbrella? Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> quite a few. Probably, though. probably a bunch. Yeah, yeah there's right. a bunch. Um, and then my doctor walked in and he was like, "You know what? You didn't have any of those, but we're going to do this super simple test. Um, there's no way you have this. I've never seen anyone with it. But like, it's going to take about two seconds to do. We prick your finger. You put three little spots on this piece of paper. We send it away, and then at the very least, we can rule out another piece of this pie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, sure so they there's
3: no way you have this yeah
0: pretty much like there's yeah never seen this before he's like, but, like okay lay down
3: like, on your like, back yeah. you should be trained to never say <laughs> that he's like he's like That's lay true. down
2: on your back and uh and do a sit-up and then yeah. you lay down and you try he's to he's like, sit like holy just- fucking <laughs> sweet shit you've got Pompeii yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh they did it and then I came back and I get a call and they're like yeah so like uh can you come back in and redo that I was like, yes. Cause I it's so can. rare that
3: they want to be sure.
0: And yeah, and I was like, so does that mean that it was flagged? And they were like, well, yeah, but like we're not gonna. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. You're looking for like a false positive or whatever. A lab screw up. Sure. I'll come and do this again. So I did it again then they sent it away a third time and it kept coming back positive. So then they actually had to take my blood. They sent it off to a genetics department in Montreal, I believe. And then they were able to look at the DNA and confirm that, yes, I did have it. Crazy. And is it yeah.
3: anywhere back in your family at all?
0: Um, My so my mom's a carrier. My dad's a carrier. Mm-hmm. I have another family member that's a carrier. And then the rest of them are still like getting tested. Right. No, yeah. Because, like, it's crazy that it
3: didn't show up anywhere in your family.
0: Well, my, that. my dad's cousins. I believe that was it. My dad's cousins are my dad's uncle. They had a child who died within the first few months of her life. And she just had what's called a glycogen storage disease.
3: Ooh, that sounds like sugar.
0: Yes. So they're, they're starting to like wonder if perhaps she also had the same thing.
3: So the the second
1: thing that I wanted to come to, which is like kind of a general discussion is when, when I, so as we were sitting here talking about this, um, Uh, Because I, uh, we, as the three of us, generally try not to do too much research into a new subject that we're going to talk about um, because we want to learn on the fly. Like, that's a, that's the part of the, for us, it's the charm for us, like to, to, that makes it interesting for us to learn while we're sitting here and talking to you. And I think that that works for a lot of people who are listening as well, is like, it's kind of fun to listen and learn along with the, the hosts. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't really looked into Pompeii. And while we were sitting here talking, I was doing a little bit of like phone Googling and I wanted to know how rare it was. Now, when I sit here and think of a rare disease, um.
3: Are we gonna play a game where we get to guess what's rare? Well, yeah,
1: yeah, sort of. Let's try that. Let's like, like uh, out of the like uh, a one in one in 500 or one in 600 or one in a thousand, like that
3: kind of thing, Mm.
1: what would you think would be considered a rare disease? One in what?
3: I'm thinking around. I'm thinking in the neighborhood of like one in two hundred, three hundred thousand.
2: 300,000. Okay. Bri? I would have said that rare would have been like one in twenty five to 30,000. Okay. Like like okay, starting so. with rare. Like starting right, rare starting and then, rare. then there's obviously like sure. ones that are like much now, more rare.
1: I don't know what the – sh- rare? I should know this. I should know what the stat is for CF. But like CF is considered the most common genetic disease amongst – Young
3: Canadians. That's like one in three hundred or something, isn't it? I think it's. I don't know what it is, but that may, sure, maybe, maybe it's something that, like that. That number's jumping into my head. I sure. don't know. Isn't if there that's real. okay? How
2: many people in Canada have? See if you can find one
1: in one in. I don't know how you Google that, but like, how many people have CF? I think one there's in four
2: thousand people with CF in Canada. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's like what thirty seven million people. Sure. So then we just one do a little math division and carry the three, then plus, then plus the one hundred, and, and percent, then, percent, percent, I don't know, percent. like. I can't do the math. <laughs> so uh, for everybody listening, uh, we just cut out the last ten minutes of uh, us trying to do math. Oh, Jesus so uh, what's funny is we actually did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was but really you know a what? waste of time.
3: One thing that I did want to touch on there and is that just like hearing this conversation about it being like a neuromuscular disease, I was thinking about Craig Mack. Um and also who th- got diagnosed. Right. And uh, obviously that is not Pompeii, because nope. that would be crazy if we yeah, had talked doesn't. to two people, because that would be super rare if we had recorded out of the like one fifty or less conversations <laughs> no, that we've stop. recorded. <laughs> Just stop two saying Two people numbers. at Pompeii. <laughs> okay, but also I was listening to um. I was listening to Joe Rogan. You listened to that Peter Adia episode. I have, yeah. The Swimmer guy? Yeah. And yeah. you should listen to it ASAP, Right, It's fucking fascinating. Um, and he was talking about a friend of his. And he was like, yeah, he's going through this crazy health issue right now. I don't – like doctors cannot figure it out. Um, and – you know, it sounded well. It's it sounds like a lot like what you're describing, but it also sounded a lot like a lot like what Craig Mac mm. was describing. And for anyone like, who's
1: not familiar, Craig Mac was the it was one of our first earlier live shows that we did at uh, the Seahorse Tavern. Yeah,
3: I don't mm. know what episode number or we're, yeah. the number of episodes aren't up fun. there anymore. But um, and it was um, and I was sitting there thinking, "Holy shit!" Like I know it took Craig. What, His whole like life? a decade and a half yeah. or more for him to, because I think it started presenting in high school or something. It took him like a decade and a half to get diagnosed mm-hmm. and he just got diagnosed like within the last couple of months and like how agonizing that would be. And like if you don't have the right team of doctors or you, or they're just not looking in the right place or whatever, they think it's affecting, they think it, it's happening in a different part of the body, but it's really happening somewhere else and like you might go through, you might never get diagnosed and you might never get the treatment that, that works for you. Like that's incredible that you, that this doctor just took a shot in the dark
1: super and said,
3: lucky. let's just test for this because it's like n- super not, definitely not going to happen, but might as well, might as well for peace of mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So pretty
1: lucky for you though. Like you said, yeah. like when you found out, were you, were you like, I mean, like what was that? I've all I've known is CF, so I I don't know what that what it's like to get diagnosed as like an adult.
0: Uh What Um, was
1: that like?
0: It was jarring. I kind of like looking back at it. It was kind of like I was in just this state of just kind of like being through the whole thing, where I was just having doctors talk at me all the time and being like, "Okay, yeah." Uh huh.
2: Was there a bit Mm -hmm. of like denial in that moment where like even when the doctors were talking to you like that, you're kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe it's just something that's really trivial and not like a big deal. And, and I'm just going through the process of kind of like rule, ruling things out.
0: Um, it kind of made me feel a little less crazy because once you got the, diagnosed. yeah, once yeah. I got diagnosed, because finally it was like, Okay, wait a second, there's an actual reason why my body's not working like it's supposed to. So being able to give people an explanation of why I can't do these things was yeah. always great. Um, because I remember like filling out medical waiver forms and just being like very strange weakness in abdominal and hip flexor muscles.
3: (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Is it only there or or does it present everywhere?
0: Uh, So right now I'm really lucky and that's the only involvement that I really have is I've got super weak lower abdominal and hip flexor muscles, which is why I can't get my legs up when I jump or do like the little bicycle feet Mm -hmm. when you're working out. Um, But eventually it it could spread to the rest of my body. And uh, speaking like you guys asked how it was when I got diagnosed. Everyone had told me not to Google. Just don't Google. I was gonna say. Don't Google. So I didn't Google.
3: Oh, you didn't? Well, I didn't
0: Google. Willpower? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom Googled. It didn't go so well for her.
3: Dude, the internet is scary.
0: Yes. I didn't Google. Have um, you
3: never Googled? I I'm have
0: Googled after. doing
1: it right yes. now. Man. And I'm reading some shit. Yeah. No, I'm just.
0: Yeah. Um, I did Google after, um, but I, I actually, very quickly after I was diagnosed, was invited to go to uh, a conference that was put on by Sanofi Genzyme. And CAP, which is the Canadian Association of Pompeii Disease, um, and Sanofi Genzyme are the, uh, producers of my drug, I guess. They make, like, my medicine. I thought that was
1: someone's name and I was like,
2: that is a fucking crazy name that sounds like a drug. Also, that's gonna be the shittiest, like, disease. Um, group ever because like it's hard like imagine your member your potential membership population is only 60 people like Um, if everybody decides to be a part of it
0: but walking into that room was like getting hit with a ton of bricks because I walked in and I went from being like this, 22-year-old who was a competitive cheerleader and I had all of these things that I had planned and then I walked into this room with a bunch of people with my disease who are in wheelchairs and some of them are on like full-time ventilators and walkers and I was like holy
3: crazy. Shit. So you would be, Ooh, you, be like you would be in the very, very crazy high functioning yes. level of somebody who would have Pompeii's disease. Like you are mm-hmm. killing it right now.
0: Yeah. So I actually sat um <clears throat> on a panel last year at this conference and I was sitting there like in my little dress with my legs crossed and my hands folded. And next to me was a gentleman in a wheelchair. And next to him was another gentleman who had like the breathing tube. He was traked And Whoa, he shit. had like the motorized God, they were wheelchair. really going for the drama. Yeah, so you kind of. Is, that,
3: is, that, is that because like the muscles, like he can't. His his breathing muscles don't work.
0: So that's part of my team of doctors. Is every six months I go in and have like pulmonary function checks.
3: Whoa,
1: sweet! Do you go in the in the box? I
0: go in the box, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, hey, put your mouth around this tube and blow as
2: hard hard as you can. Breathe in, breathe in, keep going, keep going. So like the
3: the test that I came (laughs) in, I was there for that. Sweet. Mm -hmm. So you're in like you're in this place where where. You go. I have Pompe disease. It's super rare, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a degenerative uh, neuromuscular disease. And like, yeah, my hip flexors don't really work that well, and my abdominals are weak. But the potential is like, oh, I also could just not function anymore, and basically just be a brain.
0: Yeah, kind of.
3: What is um... what would what causes that? Oh, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, like what are the? How scary
1: is that? Very clear. You're clearly you're trying to avoid sugar. Yes. What are the, what are the, are there other things that you're supposed to be doing in your life to like keep this at bay?
0: Yeah. So, um, exercise is really important, but not over exercising because my muscles don't work the same as yours. So someone who like lifts really heavy, their muscle tissues will break down and then build up really strong. Mine don't have the ability to build up quick enough. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. If I lift heavy, I just keep getting weaker and those fibers break down and break down and break down. Right. So you have to be really careful with how you're exercising and how you're exerting your body. Um, diet, although there's like mixed reviews on whether this actually does play a big part, I went to, uh, they sent me to a dietitian and she was like, no, no, you can, you know, just follow the Canada's food guide. And I was like, but, oh if, no. but if no one should po- follow yeah.
3: that guide ever. <laughs> Wait, it's, ever. It's, <laughs> a dietitian insane. said that. Yeah, And
0: I was like, but if this poisons my body, then like, shouldn't I not how, it, the, I don't, I don't mean that?
1: to get, I don't mean to be an asshole when I ask this, but mm-hmm. how old was she?
0: Uh, she actually wasn't that old. Okay. Um, like, I was
1: being very ageist then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because yeah, no. I've I, I've spoken to
1: dietitians too who are a little mm-hmm. bit older, and and versus dietitians who are like closer to my age, yeah. and the older ones seem to just like fucking not. It's like they it's like they go. They nah, pimp out I
0: I Canada's food guys yeah, like they're getting paid. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Out of time to look into these other alternative things that yeah. just like are that exist. That it's like yo, sh- like sugar is not good well like, dude like diet that's not a great
3: what we know about nutrition is changing like every, every single day. year yeah. like there's like a different have you ever seen that college humor skit where the guy goes back in time and he's like there's this family in the '60s, and they're about to sit down. And this woman, she's serving his her husband like eggs and toast before he goes to bed and bacon, and or to before he goes to work. And uh and this guy like appears, and he's like, "Hey, I'm oh. from the future. Don't eat those eggs." And then uh, and then and then he's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much for saving me." And then he like disappears. But then in the same scene, the same thing is always happening in the scene in the '60s. And then this guy he appears again. And he's like, "Okay." it's okay you can eat the eggs but just eat the whites and then he disappears and comes back he's like
1: never mind don't eat the whites just eat the yolks so like which is funny but also when you look at the reasons why those those changes were occurring and have been occurring and i i feel like we're getting we're 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 over that hump now honestly i think that there's enough people out there who are going no wait a minute the reasons why we were told all that fucking bullshit, the reason why the Canada's Food Guide looks the way it is, mm-hmm. is because there were people who were lobbying to make sure yeah. that sugar was the thing that we needed to put in our bodies because yeah. that's what sold the most money for the companies that were fucking putting sugar our and, and red meat, meat to and farmers. And I mean, not but not <clears throat> even just red meat, but like like and certain types of yeah. grains. Us being told like that like cholesterol everything. was a bad thing. Cholesterol yeah. is such a vital, important part of your of the mm-hmm. building blocks of the human body it's not a bad thing. Like fat is a fucking essential part of the human body. Like don't avoid fats in your diet. Don't avoid the, the like that, that stuff is, is all based on, on people in industries that are trying to, yeah, exactly. It's It's all based on money.
2: It's all based on money. We just need a new marketing word for fats.
3: But so if a dietitian
1: (laughs) is still, is still pumping that shit out, it's like, what the fuck? Are you reading?
0: Yeah. So that that was really kind of strange to hear. Um, but from personal experience, like my body functions way better when I eat close to what you were talking about earlier with like the keto, keto diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I kind of try and stay as close to that or somewhat within that realm. Right. Um, just because there there's also GI involvement in my disease, which isn't always that great. Um, in what
1: what capacity? In
0: what capacity. Do you so, fart
1: a lot? Are you just a um, fart poop machine?
0: No, but, like, I'm not a stranger to shitting myself either. <laughs> oh,
1: sweet. Yeah. Me either. You yeah. and Jeremy are good. did you yesterday? I've turned into a... No, I didn't, but I thought I did. I mean, it's like I constantly been going, ah, I think I shit myself. But then yeah. I go check and I'm like, no, it was so just you, really warm.
0: I carry around, like, <coughs> big bottles oh. of amodium. Um, oh wow! Yeah, really? yeah, that, and that was actually how I first—the first thing that I said when I went to this conference that I basically just didn't talk at because I was scared shitless the first time I went. <laughs> this guy, time. yeah, this guy, yeah, really. Uh, this guy sat down next to me and he looked at me. And he goes, "So, like, do you carry Modium?" <laughs> and I
2: was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yo, you
1: I do." <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah, so, but so, so why? Like, what's the, what's going on there?
0: Um, my body just can't break it down. And for some people, there's a lot of GI involvement. For others, there isn't. So, there's actually studies going on in one of the universities. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. It's in the States and it's looking at the link between GI issues and Pompeii disease.
1: Can't break what down? You said can't break it down? Sugar down. So, okay. I can't,
0: yeah, I can't break the, um, okay, glycogen.
1: I've got to find the and we might just cut this out of the mm-hmm. podcast, but I've got to. Find And I don't even think of you guys have heard me say this before. This is a fucked up question, (laughs) but I'm so goddamn serious. Okay. So this is definitely staying in for sure. My body also like has an issue with breaking down. It like my body is malnutrition. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just don't break down food the the way Mm -hmm. a normal person would.
0: Have have you ever
1: taken a shit? Okay. Uh That was like maybe a little sugar heavy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it just smelled so sweet like a oh. sweet scent no. to your doo doo, me too, no. I, th- me <laughs> I mean, I
2: wish.
0: Like if you could teach yeah, me no, that. Yeah, I, that I no. I mean, sure I definitely,
1: I, I, definitely haven't. That was such a weird <laughs> question. A weird question. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know there that. is a lot I of just, places. I thought you were
0: going to go up. with that. I was,
1: that was <laughs> one. I was making that up. Um, anyway, so <laughs> up. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so you, but you have
3: oh, that's dude. crazy. Oh yeah, it smells. Oh sweet. Sweet. What? Like like
0: good? Sweet.
3: Like not, what would make not. a dog maybe want to eat his own shit? Not gonna say not good. <laughs> like did you like did Sorry, it, make I you, it up? There, did here, it make look. you lean in for a closer sniff?
1: Here let's see. Alexa. Google search what does it mean to have sweet smelling poop
2: Feces possess a physiological odor, which can vary according to diet and health status. The odor of human feces is suggested to be made up from methyl sulfides. Benzo volatiles and hydrogen sulfide. Hydrogen sulfide is the most common volatile sulfur compound in feces. The odor of feces may be increased when various pathogens are present.
3: Dude, we should have her on the show every We time. should talk to her, yeah. <laughs> we should well, talk to her. So her more. I looked it segment.
1: up and it was like, it was basically if your body has a hard time breaking down sugars, your shit can just smell super sweet. What were you eating though? Uh,
3: Alexa uh, could be our guest doctor. Know, like...
1: I don't, I don't know. Wait, I, mean, is, I, don't, I don't like eat a lot of sugar in general. I mean, well, I mean, that's I, the thing like, is that you I don't know cereal. because yeah. there's
3: sugar in, in everything. 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 And if you don't have something that prevents you or you're not on a diet that you would check specifically for it, <laughs> you're probably having way more sugar than you think you are. Well,
1: <clears throat> for the last – since Brady got into keto, I've actually been um, – I, I, I haven't gone keto because I –
0: it's really freaking hard. I just
1: really love beer way too much, yeah. and like that—that that is honestly the only thing keeping me back
3: from it. I'm just, I just—I like drinking beer. I don't want to not drink mm-hmm. beer, and it's not like one of those things where you can cheat on it because it's a no—not with beer. It's a state, yeah. but it's a like ketosis is a it'll, state.
1: It'll kick you out. Yeah. It, like you drink the beer, then you are out. Done. and you got to You got to work to get back in. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to do that, but it has made me. And also, so with Bridey doing it, plus I listen to Joe Rogan religiously. I listened to Fighter and the Kid, another podcast, like pretty hardcore. Is, uh, is Callen and, uh, not Callan, but Shaw was doing it. And like, and then, and then even your mom's house, like Tom Seguro was doing it. And like, they're all doing this keto thing. It's like huge in LA, I guess. And so it's making me
2: think and making me be a little more conscious about what I'm putting into my body. But do you think, number one, do you think it's, it's just a fad and that because like these are, these are kind of things like in the past where, um, like this certain specific diet will come. So up the and then reason why I change. don't
1: think it's a fad is because it's one of those things that is being that is being like heavily used by high, high, high
2: performance athletes. Mm-hmm. The one, the one challenge with it, it through the one challenge with like the everyday person going converting to a keto diet is that um they'll look at that and they'll say, oh, I can eat high fat content, um so I'm just gonna eat a pound of bacon and a stick of butter because. It all, like, fits into my keto diet, but they're actually – or, like, just, like, raw hot dogs. And, like, it's yeah. not <laughs> actually – It's not actually, like, right, nursing.
1: That's, <laughs> no. that's just someone who's a fucking idiot and not doing the research that they need to do when taking on something like yeah. a massive change in their you diet. You have those people
3: in every diet. It doesn't no matter, matter what, what it, like, it's like. They just do – yeah. you know, it's like, you know, if somebody's like, I'm going to be a vegetarian and then – they, they have, eat a, grass. and then they just they just have a terrible diet because they don't eat any of the shit grass. that they, they need to eat.
0: McDonald's French fries, <laughs> yeah. and right? Their potatoes, right? Exactly. 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 Yeah. It's
3: like you know yeah. you can get somebody who does that. I mean, yeah. when I first did veggie, that's what I did, and I and I got out of it real quick because you I unhealthy. was like I was like I yeah. feel like shit all the yeah. time, mm-hmm. and then I and then once you realize, you know, all the shit that you need to replace it with and you understand how to get that into your diet, blah, 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 blah then you feel healthy.
2: That's what I call it, poutine. I just call it potato salad because it's <laughs> potatoes. It really
3: is like a potato salad. A Dude, dressing. I haven't had a poutine
1: in a real long time. Well you get one soon?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ask you, Brad, because I know that you're on the super health kick and crossfit and all that shit um i'm I, on a health kick
3: too but I, i'll eat poutine. oh coming from the guy like, who
2: just downed a large mcdonald's fries yeah but for the I, second time this I, week. yeah but i did two. Okay, I, did, right, I cycled right, 200 right.
3: kilometers in the last couple in the last 48 hours so balance. all, right, yeah, all
0: right
3: sick boy podcast we'll be right back after this
1: word from our sponsors are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice it's time to dig deeper It's been a few years. You've gone to these conferences, which which sounds like even just that experience alone of just being there is is quite a lot. What has been one of the most like, like jarring or or shocking moments for you now that you've known that you're living with this this disease itself? Hmm.
2: Um
0: probably, I mean, the most shocking was the first time that I walked into that room and kind of saw all of these people in wheelchairs and stuff. And that really hit like, oh, that is very possibly a reality that I might have to face. Um, just because it was something that up until that point, I really hadn't considered. Um, and now it's probably just dealing with the endless amount of doctor's appointments. So for treatment, it's, About a half a day every two weeks, um, they pump an enzyme. The enzyme that my body doesn't have enough of, they actually mix it. It takes about two hours to mix. It comes in all of these tiny little vials, and they mix them, and then they put it in an IV bag, and I sit there for hours and let this IV bag drip into me. Uh, so there's that. I have... Two Wait, how often so do, you how, do you do that? Yeah, every two weeks.
2: Holy fuck. So you have to yeah. go to the hospital every two weeks? So I'm and- really
0: lucky. Now I'm on home treatment. So they actually come... They were actually doing it in my dorm when I was at St. FX, which was really nice. And now that I'm home, they'll come to my house. And I have a nurse that like brings everything over and mixes it all in my kitchen.
1: How much is that?
0: Very, 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 very expensive.
1: Like... And out of your pocket?
0: No. So um we actually worked with a patient advocate that helped me to get approved for, like, the government essentially paying for it.
1: And is that uh, – I was going to say, is that rare? But I guess there's only 60 of you. So, like, is it, it – is that, you're like, geez, you there's say- only
3: 60 of us, like, help us out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: did you, did, is there anybody else, like, sort of on that same sort of program? Or, um, or yeah, is- so
0: there's quite a few people <laughs> in Canada that are taking the same drug that I am. There's also a few different ones, uh, and there's also new treatments being explored, like, they're actually looking at, um, gene therapy now.
1: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool cool. To he
1: try does. and
3: fix it.
0: Yeah, essentially more or less it would be a fix. Yeah. So, so. Like
1: different styles per week, different colors, yeah. different uh like Calvin like Klein, high rise, rise yeah. low rise,
3: yeah. Yeah. boot right. cut. <clears throat> Dude, it is a fascinating realm that we're going into in terms of being able to manipulate genetics. Yeah. Like cuts of genes, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're doing oh, one of one of the methods yeah. they're exploring yeah. is like the CRISPR methods So yeah. they essentially oh, yeah. yeah, they take out like the Bad part of the DNA, and they rewrite it, and then reinsert it. They splice it. Yeah, they splice it. They put it in a an inactive virus and shoot it in your body. But you
1: haven't done any. No,
0: of that yet. no. The trials for Pompe disease haven't started yet. Isn't
3: it fucking crazy, crazy man? Yeah. That is it's so crazy. nuts. I yeah. mean, Mike Joe Rogan talks about that shit all the mm-hmm. time. About you know, he talks about it in a lot of the. Uh, athletic realm, like this is really is it, becoming an ad for Joe Rogan. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I just don't that. listen to this. When podcast I said anymore. when I said Joe Rogan, I went. I think I've said his name five times on, yeah. on this show. That's yeah, a little too much. But in like the realm of uh of like athletics and like, is it cheating or is it doping? Mm-hmm. In quotations, if you have a child because that's what CRISPR could be used to to give a child certain genetics mm-hmm. when they're born, or or to. Even in 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 utero to give a child certain genetics yeah, that they basically come out. they like you just designer babies. You just yell, Ming? Crazy, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, but you um, don't even you don't want to do that because you don't want them to oh, be too tall because uh, it's there's some dangerous. People that
1: definitely want to do that, for yeah. Sure, but
3: Yao Ming's too tall. Yeah, but too much tuna. Did Yao Ming's mom and dad think so? <laughs> I don't think so. So that's that's crazy. So mm-hmm. and would the would the next like. Big breakthrough in terms of like this not being such a pain in the ass for you and everybody else who has Pompeii. Um, that enzyme coming in pill form because like Jeremy. That
0: would be amazing.
3: Like Jeremy has Jeremy can't he doesn't have enzymes to digest food mm-hmm. and he takes them in pills every day. Yeah. Every time he eats, he, yeah. he takes them. Yeah. So if you could take that in a pill form, that would be like it would be huge. Oh my and God. It's pretty, yes. it's pretty
1: wild that it, that it has to be IV. Like that that's mm-hmm. so that's so interesting to me that it's not.
3: I yeah. wonder if there's if. I wonder if there's a correlation between there just being so few people that it affects in our country and right. money going towards right. Absolutely. something. Absolutely. And money yeah. going towards something that, it, oh, that affects a small group. It and- 100%
1: would be because like that's why CF Canada is one of the, the highest in terms of, of <clears throat> Uh, money that's being pulled in for any sort of charity in Canada, they're one of the they're one of the mm-hmm. top because there's country.
3: just so many people with CF. It's yeah. the most common
1: genetic right. disease in, amongst young Canadians. So, so I, like, I wonder they if fabulous, there was like
0: fabulous campaigns too, like Shinorama yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Although, that in the same breath, diabetes. How many fucking people have diabetes? True. Lots, and they get mm-hmm. they get tons of funding. Endometriosis. Same amount of people or women in mm-hmm. in the world have endometriosis as as people who have diabetes and their funding is jack shit
3: taboo yeah. so, taboo taboo tab- yes, tab- exactly. tab- yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there was like if there was like a few thousand people in Canada with Pompeii, how fast that would become a a problem? I'm not
0: sure if they would be able to do it because it's also done by body weight. So like it has to be measured. (sighs) I get a certain amount of enzyme depending on my body weight, and if my weight fluctuates a certain amount, they'll actually increase or decrease the dose that I receive. Interesting.
1: I want to know how. how, Like before we go into the next thing, I want to stay on this for a second because you said this is. I can't imagine I go to the doctor like once every three months or once every six months. Mm-hmm. And if it's to me, I'm like, Oh, what a big deal. This mm-hmm. is every two weeks. You're spending most of your day yeah. sitting on an IV treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just have to do it. Yeah. Are you, are you getting to a point where it's like, it's becoming routine or it's becoming sort of the norm or is it still just, just killing you? Like, do you,
0: no, there, to some extent, there is some normalcy. Actually, it was really nice. Um, before I have to take Benadryl before uh, they start actually putting the enzyme in my body, and that's just to keep me from rejecting it, Whoa. Um, from fighting it off. Pretty uh-huh. much. So you're
1: basically just asleep the whole so, time. yeah. Anyway. So
0: I was pretty much knocked out, but that was really frustrating because when you're a student and you've got lots on the go, to like essentially miss an extra eight hours of your mm. life, that's not mm. not particularly ideal. Um, so they just changed my pre-med um, to I can't remember, but it's non drowsy. So now at least I'm a, I'm able to stay awake and I can do papers or homework or whatever while it's happening. Mm. So that's that's been huge to mm. not just be like completely knocked out. That's crazy. For, what
2: like. But what if you, what if you wanted to go like traveling or be out of the province or country or away for more than two weeks?
0: Um, while I'm in Canada, it's pretty simple. I can essentially just tell them like where I'm going and they'll be able to have the meds there. Uh, traveling outside of the country becomes a little bit more tricky. Um, but the drug company I've heard, I haven't traveled yet, but I know people that have, that have been with the drug company that makes my, Specific treatment, and they will basically like bend over backwards to try and allow you um, to. Probably because they're
1: making that sweet cheddar every time <laughs> they put it into your veins. Yeah. How much can are you able to say? Like you said, it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, uh-huh. a lot of money. What's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money? Um, per
0: treatment. Per treatment, um,
1: or I don't know. However, else you
2: know it,
0: thousands of dollars per treatment. It's yeah, it's
2: whoa. And how much money do you make a year? Yeah. How, and how much, much money you do make your parents make a year? What <laughs> um, do your parents uh, do for a living? I'm, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm, I'm yeah, not I was, really I was like, you like, I'm a student,
0: So I make negative money. <laughs> are you money. A patron?
1: Are, are you one of our patrons? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you joined the Patreon yet? No. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a fuckload of money.
0: Yeah. Like my mom and I have a joke that I'm a million dollar baby because it's,
1: over a million dollars a year?
0: Not over a million dollars a year. It's a pretty, shy, but close. Pretty goddamn close. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot.
1: I remember when I made the realization of how much money my meds were,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and for uh, for the people living in the U.S. who are listening right now, I'm I'm sorry to you know rub this in, but making that realization and then and then also taking a moment to like consider and be grateful for the fact that. It's not coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Was so astounding. Yeah, like I googled it and it was like what that bottle right that right bottle right there on the table. Mm-hmm. That's those are my enzymes. So I go through one of those in like four and a half five days, and one of those bottles is like six hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible it's to fucking think. Fucking insane. Like it's an astronomical amount of money yeah. to be sick.
2: That that's the thing that's crazy and not to get like political on this and and talk about healthcare in this way, but but like. Alex, you lived basically a normal life until you were 22 and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you you need a million dollars worth of health care every year and it's not because of any fault of your own. it's just the way that you were born in the situation that you were born into. and we're fortunate enough in this country that you, that doesn't cost you directly yeah right and, and there's like, yeah, a lot
1: of countries I mean I, I mean in the US yeah' it's, it's not a great situation mm-hmm. compared to what it would be for like you and I. But fuck man, there's other countries where it's like you did. You yeah, yeah. You don't have For a long time you New Zealand didn't option. support
0: the treatment. Um, mm.
1: New Zealand. New, wow. Yeah, New
0: Zealand, which I found kind of funny. I don't quote me on this, but I think that they have recently started to um, like approve people for to pay basically for the treatment, but, yeah,
2: but yeah, for a but long time they didn't. Even in Canada though, it's like it's great that things like this are covered, but um, not with, everything's covered though. N- well no. with my mom, like my mom with uh, the lights behind you, the phone with my mom's cancer um, she now has to self catheter every day and she um, goes through like a box of catheters like every week and a half or so mm-hmm. and it's like 125 dollars per box and my mom out a pocket yeah holy fuck, dude, oh, like not covered for my mom and she like obviously wasn't working for a while too and and financially like that like if. How often does she go through a box? Like every week and a half or so. Wow. Mm -hmm. That adds up. So yeah, and like every month it's like like basically, you know, a small rent payment or something like that that's just added on top of...
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden costs that you don't necessarily think about um, when you're sick too. Like every time I go to the doctors, you've got to pay for parking. You have to book time off of work or school and try and like reschedule those things because doctors don't work after you got off of work.
2: Right. Um, so you're, and and you're a teacher, right? Or, or
0: I'm almost a teacher. I'm uh, going into my second year at St. FX. So then so when, one, one year left.
2: When is, when is your treatment scheduled right now? Like what day of the week? Saturday. Okay. So then you have to take eight hours of every Saturday, which could be, I mean, number one, your weekend, which you kind of need mm-hmm. time off for your, for the sake of your mental health.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but also time for lesson prepping and things like that, 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 that directly takes away from too. So I imagine that that's also not easy as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's frustrating. How
2: does it affect your social life?
0: Um, for a while, I didn't really tell people about it. Uh, and it was kind of interesting. Like After I did tell people here about it, I ended up going to St. FX. And then all of a sudden, I was put in a place where no one knew that I was sick. Um. Um, so that was kind of a relief in a way. Because when you tell people that you have this and no one really knows what it is... All of a sudden, you see the worry on everyone's face. You're
1: the Pompeii girl. Yeah,
0: I'm the Pompeii kid. You're the sick kid. And, you know, you can see people, like, watching you when you do things and kind of analyzing your movements and stuff. And for a minute, it was really nice to have the opportunity to, like, have no one know about it.
1: Um, And they're just like, oh, no, that's just the weak girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) She just can't Um, do
1: (laughs) sit-ups. Oh, her? Yeah, she can't sit in an L shape. She just has to lay down. Weirdo.
0: Can't be friends with her. Um, But really, it's it's kind of a benefit when people do know about it, because like I said, like with the GI involvement, it's not so awesome. Like when you're like, oh, yeah, oh, no. no, I can't go tonight. Like I have super bad cramps and I'm a little worried that, you know, if I go out, like I'll just shit myself. Yeah. So. If I yeah.
3: drink too much, I'll just forget to hold it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was a
1: time in my life where I was so not cool talking about my poo. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, dude, I'm a poop machine. I'll talk about it. I don't give a fuck. I just told you guys that my poop smells like sugar and I want to eat it. (laughs) Wait,
3: you didn't say the last part before. No, Uh No, wait, I didn't mean that last part. Yeah,
0: so all of my close friends know and, like, there's just a big joke about it. But, like, meeting people for the first time, like, I'm not generally like, hi, my name is Alex and I poop a lot. Um oh, you I don't also, no no not yet. <laughs> just
2: say it's it's so much better if you to say I'm really regular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really regular yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
0: like urgently Super regular? regular. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm
1: regular <laughs> AF. I'm extra regular. Yeah. Yeah. So extra. Um,
0: so so yeah, like telling people like that. But other than that, I've been pretty lucky. Like I still go out and do things all the time. Um yeah, I do everything that my friends do except sit-ups or cross-fetchers. One,
1: <laughs> one question I've been dying to ask you uh-huh. is uh, that tattoo on your right forearm, is that an irony thing? It's a cupcake. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit um, <clears throat> because I can't have it and I love cupcakes. I bake a lot. Uh, but it's the outline of a cupcake Wait, because you bake a lot.
3: I, yeah, I do. Do you bake it and give it away? I do. Oh no, you are the sweetest yeah.
2: thing on the fucking. You're planet. like, what is it? Is it Biggie that said you never get high off your own supply?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, just not sure if he was talking about that. No, he, he
1: was talking about uh, he was talking about cocaine for sure, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: crack cocaine, I think. But yeah. it's the
0: outline because if you look for a silver lining, you'll find something sweet.
3: Oh, oh my yeah. god, get the yeah.
0: fuck uh, out of here.
3: Yeah. Um you you mentioned that if you don't have sugar mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't guarantee you no that this won't progress so i mean so a how does that make you how does it prog- how would it progress and b what is that like when you look into your future and think about
1: yeah. that and c are there have you noticed anything like are there signs um,
3: yet
0: okay what was A? Sorry.
3: <laughs> uh, no, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I got a D though. Mm-hmm. The D is – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, a was how does it progr- – how would it progress? Uh, okay, yes.
0: So because there's so few people that have it and it affects everyone differently because there's a different amount of the enzyme Ooh. in everyone's body, they actually can't give you a trajectory. So it's kind of like this game of Russian roulette a little bit. Kind of like CF. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, I feel really great today. That's awesome. And I could maybe be really great when I'm 50 and that would be wicked. Or it's like, oh, all of a sudden at like 30, I could see a major dip and 40 means wheelchair and 50 means... You know, you've got breathing machines and you're traked, and mm-hmm. you just you don't really know. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things where you do everything you can to prevent it and say stay as strong as you can and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: what was B? Uh, like, how does that oh, you know, like emo- yeah. like emotionally, how does that how does that affect you when you look into your future and you think, you know, you picture one of those people that you met at that conference and yeah. think like you know, there's a chance that that could be me if if this progresses.
2: It
0: definitely toys with your mind a little bit. I mean, I've gone into like really big slumps where I'm like, okay, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have a family. I don't really want to form attachments with people because I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't necessarily want to like involve other people kind of in my slow disintegration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I was
2: going to ask you about like the family thing in in particular because it, is it like riskier trying to give birth?
0: Um. There, there are patients with Pompeii disease that have had babies and they're totally great. Um, but again, it's not something that's super common. So they don't know right. a whole lot about it. And they tell me like I, it's super possible. But at the same time, like if I were to have a C section, people with normal abdominal strength have a difficult time recovering from that. There's a good chance that like I'll just be like one of those car dealership. Floggy
3: wacky things. waving inflatable arm flailing yeah, like
0: tube a, man. Yeah, <sighs> one of those. That was impressive. Yeah, that was truly impressive. Say it one
1: more time. Wacky, wacky waving, waving inflatable arm flailing <laughs> tube yeah. man. Wow, fuck. Yeah, I can't.
3: Wacky waving. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, can't. Do yeah. You sound like wacky you. waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Yeah, wacky, yeah. wacky man.
0: <laughs> but you know, then you go on this other extreme, and you're like, no, this just means that I have a really good excuse and something to drive me to do all of those amazing things that you want to do in life, and. It kind of like puts you back in this space. Um, I work at a summer camp, and I always tell them like I try and take five minutes a day to marvel at something. So whether that's just like laying on my back and looking at clouds and being like, "Shit, this is really cool!" Like,
2: <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah,
0: we live on this chair, really cool planet.
2: There's a good th- time to talk about your app that I you know. paid a dollar fifty four. I bought this app the other day. It was a dollar thirty nine,
1: I think.
3: Okay, and yeah, I actually we're not I, being paid for this. I, it,
1: we're not, and I and <laughs> I generally am. Uh, I don't ever pay money for an app. Unless it's like really gonna, you know, unless like unless I need it, you know what I mean? It's like oh, I, well, I, I, I need this because I need to like do this thing that's gonna help whatever. Um, but I heard about this on a on a podcast. Someone was talking about it, and I was like, that sounds interesting. Went to it, saw it was a dollar thirty nine. I was like, all right, fine, I'll fucking do it. It's called We Croak. We Croak.
2: Okay.
1: As in like we die. Yeah. We croak. And it's very As simple. In, we're all frogs. We're all frogs. Uh, we croak, and it's. It, five times a day, it notifies you with an alert and it just says, don't forget, you're going to die. And then you swipe it, you open up the app and it gives you a quote that has to do with like
3: death or like, like a
1: reminder of death. Or like reminder, something like, 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 uh, oh, like time's are oh. running out, motherfucker. You know, mm-hmm a little more a little more uh, a little more like uh, hey live life to the fullest a <laughs> uh, little uh, little little more interesting than what Brian said and a little less tacky than what Tay said uh, i haven't checked the latest one so i'll open it up right now uh, if we're not reflecting on the impermanent nature of life then there are a lot of unimportant things that seem important by a woman named Allison Chow ying the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I see
3: that? Can I see the way that that's spelled just to see? I don't know why like, I put that,
1: I'd, I don't know why I put that like <laughs> accent
2: on it. Oh shit. Was that not appropriate? Dude, the, um, uh, Choying
3: Zagmo? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Choying Zagmo. The, the Breen Brown quote that you sent me the yeah. other day from that too. That so, was really good. Anyway,
3: like,
1: so in the, in the same vein of what you were talking mm-hmm. about, I, this, this, I've actually like really been become attached to this app where it's like five times a day. I go, Oh yeah. Yeah, right. you're you're fucking dying. So like, it's a thing. Just don't don't waste your time. Don't yeah. waste your time on shit that doesn't matter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Get up, make a move, and like enjoy the time that you have left. I think it's important. I, and I, I, like, I mean, we speak to this a ton, and i I speak to this a ton. But it's even even to, even to that. It's like this is this is one of those <laughs> things where it's like such a great reminder.
3: Mm-hmm. I find that having a dog makes me think about that a lot. Yeah, because I think about. I think about Loki's impermanence, you know, you know, if I, if I were to live like a whole, you know, lifespan that a, that a, a human is statistically supposed to live, then I will massively outlive him. And, and then when I think about that, then I think about me and then it just kind of goes <laughs> in this in this yeah. in this circle, and I think about like, well, where will I be when 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 he will probably pass away? Yeah, the, and then where like w- like will I be? Will I feel young then, or what will I be? What will I be like them? Will I have accomplished this or that, or will I, you know, just a thousand questions that run through your mind? The
2: you app know, is uh, cheaper than the dog, though.
3: Yeah, that's True. right. A dog yeah. is super, super fucking expensive. Super depends on where you get it. Okay. Yeah. I got one from Morocco for free, and it was still expensive. So yeah, yeah. The app again is just a dollar something. So, <laughs>
1: um, so the uh, C question C was: Have you noticed anything as of late of like of of this? I don't want to say progression because it's not progression. It's what's the word? Degenerative? Degener? Yeah, degeneration.
0: Um. So after so I started treatment a little over a year ago. Yeah. A little over a year ago now. And it's actually seemed to get a little bit better. now. Hey no. Yeah. So I've, I've had some success with like every time I go into the neurologist, I have this, Set of okay. Spread your fingers super wide and tense up your face and now uh, push here and pull here. Flip
1: this car. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, right. Now squat all the way down and get up as fast as you can. Um, now do
1: a sit up. Yeah,
0: no, that's the end. And God they damn always it. they always really kind of push me to do it. And it's oh, is it actually happened.
1: that's the end? That's the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah,
0: that is the last thing. And you the, still the very, the very last thing they ask. They're like, okay. I try a setup, and they like hold my legs down, and I sit there. And I'm like, ah, and it just doesn't happen. I feel
2: like if you go to CrossFit I'm, for a week, you'll no, be no. I did to do CrossFit. I am
0: fucking rooting I for you crossfit. so
1: hard. Like, I oh, next time I want to come and be like, do it. You got <laughs> it. You,
2: know? yeah, you just need a good coach. Yeah, you know, what? someone in your corner.
0: I could do. I could do setups. You know, do they have like the little bump mat at CrossFit? Yeah, where, yeah, like, yeah. If you put that under yeah, my that, back, yeah. I can do a setup. Like, if you throw your arms,
2: what? If, what if you use the GHD?
0: <sighs> the what?
2: You just, you hang with your like legs and then you go all oh, the way back. No, gosh, okay. no,
0: no. I can, yeah. <sighs> that that would be bad.
2: We, we can get you there. Um. So, well, okay. Well, gotta join the tribe.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm I'm super stoked. I'm stoked to hear that there's been progression <laughs> mm-hmm. in the also
0: way less tired, which is nice. So that's another thing that right. comes with my disease is that you can fall asleep like like you're just because everyone else burns carbohydrates and you get energy. Like you give a kid sugar and they're like woo not so much
1: which a lot of people who take on the keto diet mm-hmm. report yes. that they don't get that crash because they're burning fats as opposed to sugars
0: exactly yeah. um so like you, before i was scheduling naps like any 5 minutes that i had i was asleep and now i can actually make it through the day without napping maybe right.
3: you have apnea as well yeah well, i think that's <laughs> something dude, i jer does yeah i think i do <laughs> for I gotta, sure bro got to get checked you out. got sleep apnea um
1: alex what would you say is the the biggest thing that um that Pompeii disease has taken away from you.
0: Oh. Um probably probably like athletic ability is just Ooh. just the fact that like it's so difficult to excel at anything athletic with the muscle groups that are affected. So like I loved cheerleading to no end but it became very apparent that like i was never going to be great at this because of this disease um and then after i was diagnosed it was kind of one of those things where it was like wait a second if i didn't have this i could have been really freaking good yeah but so that's yeah that's kind of one of the one of the saddest things i think is that that right now i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know potentially later down the line there could be some larger things but as like Twenty-five and what I've encountered so far, like it hasn't affected school for the most part. It hasn't affected friends or anything, Mm -hmm. but like my athletic ability was—that's a big was a huge. That's that's a hard
1: pill to swallow. Yeah, Mm -hmm. especially when it's something that you love so deeply, Mm -hmm. you know, and to have that kind of taken, just rip right out from underneath you. That's a it's, I, yeah, yeah. That's a it's not that's not an easy thing to to like digest.
2: Did you did you stop like? Taking part in in cheerleading once you got a diagnosis, though, or what has um, your involvement been like?
0: I did for a little bit because they recommended that I didn't lift heavy objects, and that's basically all we do is we will we, we throw humans for fun. Yeah, and the level humans that, are heavy. Yeah, and hopefully humans, catch them. humans are heavy, and in order to throw them high, you need to throw them quickly. Um, and the level that I was at, we were actually like stacking humans on top of humans with another human. So. We, right. like, we, we, were, we were doing the really cool shit to watch yeah um, and the doctors were kind of like eh, like maybe no mm-hmm. uh, so
1: in improv when we competitive improv um, <laughs> there was you know there was people who would like really add to the scene and be a character mm-hmm. and then there was people who would uh, who would like move the scene along by being a narrator and then there was always that person who was like a piece of set like a tree or a table and i'm wondering is there room for like you know the cheerleader that's on the side with the pom-poms that's just like go and get it go go and get it yeah
0: so we don't hold pom-poms common misconception never held one in my hands what not, the fucking fuck? not, what yeah i know not that kind of cheerleading that's a different now, kind of cheerleading i don't know if
1: anybody just listened but i just <laughs> fucking blasted out a sweet little cheer
0: you did. It was it, and
1: clapped and yeah. threw my hands. People couldn't see it, but my arms
3: yeah. were moving. Jer, were you a cheerleader? Uh, I was in an improv scene once. I feel like they shouldn't call like competitive cheerleading cheerleading because isn't cheerleading would be the so thing you, that you're you talking? You picture here, like, like
0: Dallas Cowboys yeah. cheerleaders? Yeah. yeah, that's because what, they what are what I, leading yeah. the
3: cheer for the team. What I did is technically like power
0: cheerleading, so it's a combination of. Uh, tumbling, so gymnastics, right. um, throwing people, which is stunting. They should call it sideline
1: gymnastics or <laughs> sideline gymnastics, or just,
2: just like <laughs> team gymnastics. Dude, like, they should call there's, it. There's actual cheerleaders like that they they're listening right now, else. like
1: your whole past crew. They're like <laughs> listening, like to support you, and they're like. We fucking hate these guys. Like, <laughs> these guys are assholes. <laughs> Sideline gymnastics? Are you kidding well, me? Well,
0: there is this thing called a designated spotter. <laughs> which, hey, yeah, which I came back as. Yeah, so, and you stand
1: in
2: the back with your hands up. Yeah,
0: so when you're doing level six pyramids, which is when you're like stacking people on top of people, and you chuck another girl up there, it's like
2: the black belt of cheerleading.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, like bring you, it
3: on style. Yeah,
0: but better. Okay, um, that's my reference. <laughs> <laughs> you You need someone to be there, like just in case they tip off the wrong way. So I was supposed to be this person on the team because I, I told my coaches, I was like, I really miss this. Ooh. They were down a person and they were going to Worlds that year, which is like the Olympics of cheerleading until cheerleading Jesus. is in the Olympics. Whoa! So they were like, yeah, nope, come on in. You're in. You're going to be a designated whoa, whoa, spotter. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, But like if somebody falls, can you? You, you, you... still got to catch them. Yeah. So yeah. can you do that? Oh, well, yeah. I can you catch can... them. Okay. okay, I can right. totally
0: catch them. Right. It was like the throwing part that was, yeah. okay. and that wasn't even the part that I was really bad at um, I mean, which is good because really... I ended up doing everything in the routine yeah. anyways my my time as an actual designated spotter was like very short yeah. it's kind of like oh yeah like come back on be a designated spotter oh but like can you stunt here and here and here and here really you're going to do everything except jump so that's what I ended up doing is I, I stunted everything except jumping which is good because I'm you don't want me to jump on your but
2: team. No pom poms.
0: No pom poms. Hmm. No. no.
2: What about pom-poms. signs though? Like no, no signs. Panthers? No. Some,
0: some bullshit no, we everybody. actually don't cheer for anyone else.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like only your for own. Yourselves. Yeah, only for yourself.
1: Well, my other question That's why, is, why I was
3: like, why do they call it fucking
0: cheerleading? cheerleading? Why no. do they call it something else? Yeah. Just power
1: leading. <laughs> um, what was what would you say is the biggest thing that your pompei disease has given you?
0: Um an appreciation and a new understanding of Uh, invisible disability because that's kind of the form that the disease has in me right now. Like to look at me, to watch me do things, you wouldn't necessarily know that I'm affected by anything, Mm -hmm. but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of given me a whole different appreciation that you can't Mm -hmm. just tell what's going on in someone's life by looking at them physically, mentally, whatever. Especially,
1: you know, talking about going to that conference Mm -hmm. and being up on that stage and in that, in that lineup, that sort of Mm -hmm. row of, of the progressions of the disease, you know, it's, it's, you're up there and you are – although you're not – you might not be living with a trach, you're still being very deeply affected. Yeah. Just like that person who has the trach. Yet someone who's down on, on the floor is looking up and going – who, who might not know going, Oh, that's the moderator. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have Pompeii. Look at her. She's standing there and she looks fine.
0: I also Mm. say, uh, no a lot less. So like I try and go out every time someone asks me and I do all of these things because I've come to the realization, like, Hey, there might be a day that where, where I can't do them anymore. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of given me an appreciation for, for that. you push yourself a little bit farther when Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, this might be like the last time that I can do this or we croak. Mm-hmm. we croak. We
2: croak. Man, it's it's crazy when when you ask those two questions, uh, Jared. Like to almost all of our guests, like they, I always find that the first thing that they say was taken away from them is usually something like very. Um, it's like it's something usually very direct like you yeah, know like one like, specific like, an experience or an ability yeah. to yeah, do yeah, something yeah. or something but then but then what it's given you is always seems to be like this greater so much more all-encompassing purpose all-encompassing yeah. and and yeah like it, it it's really kind of profoundly impacting to think of like what an experience that would seem so shitty like being diagnosed with mm-hmm. this disease can actually give you in life mm. yeah yeah i agree mm. Well, Alex, this was a
1: fantastic conversation.
0: Thank you I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you
1: came in to to chat with us. It
0: was a lot of fun. Uh,
1: And thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another fantastic episode, as always. And in the meantime, uh, do us a favor. We say it every week, and we'll continue to say it every week. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. And uh, hit the subscribe button for sure. And while you're at it, leave us a rating and a review. Um, we, we would really appreciate it. It leaves, us, it leaves allows us to stay on the, the, the podcast charts, and, and that's uh, kind of important for us so that people can see what we're up to. And actually, you know what? We're also on Spotify and Google Play and SoundCloud. So like,
2: if your friends are All
1: like, oh, stuff. I don't fucking have an iPhone, then just be like, oh, don't even worry about it. You got a Spotify account? Go listen to them there. Or whatever. Spotify a Spotify's
3: great. And if you want to support us financially, we would real, real appreciate it. And you can go over to patreon.com slash sickboy and do that there. It is a major help. We do all the fun stuff that we do. Go find new people, have conversations, travel to cities, do live shows. All that fun shit is uh, directly, directly um, attributed to our Patreon subscribers. So if you want to do that, patreon.com slash sick boy and if you are supporting us on patreon right now thank you thank you so much
2: and uh and also speaking of thanking people big thank you to donovan the meerkat morgan no 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 uh, no. donovan c c oh yeah c pap right. yeah. yeah donovan right. c Pat morgan how do you i wonder what type of sound effects he'll do for that <laughs> <sighs> i think tail just nailed it right there <laughs> he could also do like a darth vader type of thing too
3: yeah 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 you want to pause for darth vader <laughs>
2: Uh, and and you know um, Donovan, he does a lot of great work on this show, and he was actually recently a guest uh, that we sat down with too. Um, but he can do really talented and amazing things with the sound, and he can make me sound like this whole thing that I just said was uh, recorded oh in, in an airplane cabin, which is pretty <laughs> cool. That's um, that's and uh, and also a big thank you to Take Part for the theme music. Take Part in this dot if you want to hear more of their great songs. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy.
0: I'm Alex.
1: And this is Sick Boy.